Blog Talk Radio. This is the 4 FCS Fanatics Radio Show with your hosts, Adam Willie, Preston Adams, Dakota Collins, and Jeff Wigton. And now, here's the show. Hi guys, welcome in everybody. We are joined today by Jeff Wigton and Dakota Collins. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing well, how are you? Doing pretty well. Hard to believe it's already championship week, but season flew by oh, fast. Oh, season just flew by. It did. You oh, know, yeah. This, 100% it, agree. It, seems, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago, and we were we were doing our first couple shows, and and, and, mm-hmm. and we were, that was before even the season started. And all of a sudden, now we're, we're less than 48 hours from the national championship game. In fact, we're, what, about... Seven o'clock. We're about forty hours from the national championship game. How? Where did this time go? It's quick math. Uh, yeah. Trust me. <laughs> Time-based stuff is, is, is something good for me. So, yeah. But no, that just—it just blows my mind that this season just blew by that quick. Oh yeah, and this is. Already our twentieth show when I did, when I put it in to schedule it. It's hard to believe it's our twentieth show already. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you people have had to do twenty weeks of us talking about FCS football. Yeah, let's talk about some FCS football, and of course, let's talk about that game that's coming up in Frisco. I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing. I'm looking forward to seeing how this one plays out. Yeah, I am too. We got, as if some of you haven't been following that closely, we got Eastern Washington playing North Dakota State this Saturday at noon Eastern in Frisco, Texas, for the national championship game. Dakota, do you want to lead us off on your thoughts on the game? Um. <clears throat> This is the uh, matchup that I had predicted at the beginning of the playoffs. Uh, I feel like it's going to be a really, really just high intensity, really close game. I don't see it being, you know, too much one-sided either way. Obviously, North Dakota State has the advantage just in the fact that they have been the dominant force in FCS football for this, you know, greater half of the decade. And Eastern Washington is coming in with their backup quarterback who has, you know, a good bit of experience on the season. And Eastern Washington, for the most part, other than the UC Davis game, has had an easy road in the playoffs, much like North Dakota State. So I just expect um, – I feel like it's going to be higher scoring than most people feel like because um, I don't think North Dakota State has seen a really a high-potent offense such as Eastern Washington. And Eastern Washington's defense, although they do a good job at limiting the score – you know, they still give up yardage and a good amount of points. So I feel like, you know, offensively, it's going to be a really good showcase for both teams. Um, I'll, I'll break it down a little bit later, but, you know, the, this, the top top players at each position, at each skill position for both teams are really similar. So I'm just expecting a really hard-fought, high-intensity, still a game in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. This was actually 
I think it was right before the championship game or right after, I had said, I told somebody that this is going to be the matchup that we see this year in Frisco. Yep. And somehow I got it right. <laughs> I'm still surprised uh, on how, even with their backup, though, Eastern Washington rose to the occasion that they, they've I wouldn't say that they've failed through the playoffs, but, you know, they've made it look easy. And they're sitting here and, and you know, they're they're in Texas and, and looking to, you know, play for the national championship game. And I agree with you on, on one aspect, Dakota. I think this will be a good uh, – this will be a good showcase for the offenses. But I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how the defenses come in here as well because mm-hmm. – um, I, I I I just have this feeling, you know, that North Dakota State is going to at some point maybe it maybe it'll be earlier in the game, I think that they will shut down the eastern Washington defense or offense for a while. You know, I yeah. think maybe later in the game they'll be able to open them up, but I have a feeling that Eastern Washington is going to get off to a slow start and then uh you know the you know, in the second half, it'll pick up, but I think by then it'll be too little, too late. That's my yeah, I agree. There we go. Yeah, I agree. This, so, is, this I mean, is the match. You know, this is where we need. Uh, this is where we need somebody from Eastern Washington to, you know, to tell me that I'm wrong. But I mean, I I know we don't have that here tonight, but. Yeah, all those Eastern Washington people are still, I think, flying in or getting ready to fly in tomorrow for the game. Yeah. I will say, I will say, um, in the sense of, you know, you you think North Dakota State's just going to shut down Eastern Washington to begin the game. And it could be like a repeat of when Eastern Washington faced UC Davis. UC Davis got up to, what, a 21 nothing lead. Um before the Eagles were able to come back and score on their final possession, even after UC Davis had scored with just a little over a minute left. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like, you know, although North Coast State, like I said, has been here, you know, just plenty of times, and, you know, they're expected to be here, you know, basically preseason. You know, it's like, who's going to face North Coast State in Frisco? I look at um, the route to the playoffs and – I mean, of course, North Coast State has had the easier route being number one overall seed, but they just have not been tested. And it did come uh, back on December 14th, you know, in the semifinals against South Dakota State. That was the, really the first test because, yeah, Colgate was a great story this season, but I don't think really anyone gave them any much chance to beat North Dakota State, even with that defense. Their offense is just too non-existent to really contend with the top teams in the FCS, in my opinion. But even though they did beat James Madison, you know, it's just because James Madison's offense was pretty below average this season. And then, you know, Montana State at the beginning. Yeah. Then you look at who Eastern Washington faced. You know, they had to they had to face um, UC Davis, like I already said. I lost it. And then even that even their first round matchup, you know, Nichols State. That's not a tough game. Or that's not an easy game, yeah. rather. But then the semifinals, they had the Cinderella team, Maine, and they just embarrassed Maine at home. Now, I know Maine has traveled. They had traveled really far. You know, the week before, they had traveled from Maine to Utah to knock off Weber State. But, yeah, 
the the team that Eastern Washington lost to in Weber, Maine beat on the road, and then Maine goes to East Washington, and Eastern Washington makes a statement scoring 50 on the Black Bears. You know, we hear it all about the Black oh, yeah. Bears, defense, everything. And they dropped 50 on Maine at home. Now, that like that game, they had a luxury of being at home, and this is in Frisco, which I guess is Fargo South. So it's going to be interesting to see because you know, North Dakota State's defense is on another level. North Dakota State as a whole is on another level. So you're asking for a lot of Eastern Washington's offense to really keep up for all four quarters, and I don't think they will, but I don't think North Dakota State's offense will as well because I have enough faith in Eastern Washington defense to keep the game really respectable through all four quarters. Yeah, I agree with you. With their I was thinking with Eastern Washington's defense, though, they are miss, They might be missing their senior nose tackle, who J.C. Tiuli. I hope I said that right. He was the he was actually the Big Sky Defensive Player of the Year, but he he was suspended for the semifinals due to a felony assault arrest last month. Oh wow! So his availability is unknown. That I see as being one key miss, though, in that Eagles. You know, and, and my only other thought is, you know, Eastern Washington has been, and I, I, we, I know we talked about it in the last podcast, they've been more of an aerial team. You know, they don't really have much of a run game. That's, that's my only question. If, if, let's face it, if, if the Bison come out and they can shut down that, that, passing, that passing game, it's over. Oh, so, no question. Yeah, you know if they can if they can you know keep up with the wide receivers there for the Eagles, yeah this is, this game's going to get ugly in a hurry. So I'm not I'm still not going to advocate that there's going to be a blowout, but mm-hmm. I'm thinking that I'm I'm still thinking that that Eastern Washington this isn't going to be able to keep up with the Bison in this case. <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree to what you said. <clears throat> if North Dakota State can make Eastern Washington one-dimensional, one-dimensional on offense, then yeah, this, this is going to get ugly real quick. Um, the thing with North Dakota State, though, even in their blowouts, you know, in the playoffs, they've given up some yards on the ground to these teams. Mm-hmm. You know, for opening opening game against Montana State, you know, Troy Anderson. You know, he goes for 129 yards. He averages over five yards a carry. Then he, against Colgate, their running back averaged 5.9 yards a carry. And then in the semifinal, you know, the 23-point 20, win over the Jackrabbits, you know, Pierre Strong, he goes 135 yards, averages 6.8 yards a carry. So, yeah. North Dakota State's giving up yards on the ground to these teams. And I feel like if Eastern Washington can keep exploiting that on the Bison, and that's just going to keep opening up the aerial mm-hmm. attack. But it's going to be forcing turnovers and really getting a pass rush on Eric Barrier for North Dakota State. Well, their defense has given up over 1,500 rushing yards this year. And the issues has. So 
they do give up quite a few yards per game. And that's uncharacteristic for the Bison. You know, we talk about their defense yeah. just being really stout, especially up front the line of scrimmage. That's where they really win these games against these teams is because they're just so big mm-hmm. on the line. But this year, there's there's been cracks in the armor. If you look, I'm looking right now at their stats. They are in the top five for defense in points per game, yards per game, and touchdowns. But they're in the lower part of that half for yards, passing yards, and rushing yards total. So they do give up quite a bit of yards throughout the season. Yeah, that's the, even though you know, even though they're giving up a, a good bit of you know, good chunks of rushing yards on the season, they're just giving opposing quarterbacks nightmares, and just oh. opposing quarterbacks are not able to make them pay for it, just the inefficiencies. Because you look at those same three games I mentioned: Montana State, they were seven of eighteen on passing; Colgate was nine of twenty-one, and then South Dakota State was ten of twenty-six. So that's really where the defense has come is just inefficient quarterback play for the opposing team, forcing, you know, bad passes. And maybe that's yeah, their I, philosophy this season. So we'll give you the ground yards on the ground, but we're going to make you, you know, throw it over the top and beat us. Yeah, I'm looking right now at, um, what is it, on the stats FCS, Craig Haley's article. And one thing – he mentioned was this is off, off of what we were not really what, what we were just saying but the one thing that caught my eye was time of possession is going to be a big crucial thing in this game because NDSU they have controlled the ball on average this year for 32 minutes and 19 seconds and Eastern Washington's controlled for 27 minutes and 23 seconds this year per game so, time of possession, I think, would be a huge factor in this game. But, you know, you look at their offenses, guys, and, and you think about it, you know, the, the Bison have some really strong running backs. Do they have the ball longer because they're running the ball? And, of course, that runs time off the clock. You know, we, yeah. we've, I mean, we've established that, that the, that the Eagles have a good passing attack, you know, they, they drop a pass, well, that stops the clock. You know, somebody runs yep. out of bounds, that stops the clock. That's that's almost a misleading stat there, at least in my opinion. And we'll put it this way look that up right now. I think I'd look up how many yards per game that they that each one is getting, just because I, you know, I kind of want to see now how how that breaks down compared to, I mean, the Big Sky is, is a formidable conference in itself, but, you know, how these two break down, you know, especially in their conference play. Yeah, hold on, I can look at that now. Kind of leading into what I've had pulled up, it's what I've kind of mentioned a little bit of earlier was not really comparing what they've done obviously, but comparing the top players at each skill position of each team. So it's comparing Easton Stick to Eric Barrier. It's comparing Bruce Anderson to Sam McPherson. 
it's comparing Darius Shepard to Simba Webster and then just the team defense. And the quarterback play has been pretty similar. Uh, they got, you know, per- completion percentage. It's Eric Barrier has a he, his percentage is one tenth of a percent better. Um, Stick has about three hundred more three hundred more yards. Um, he does have, Stick does average two more yards per attempt. Stick has two more touchdowns. Barrier has two more interceptions. Um, rushing yards, Barrier leads by about a hundred and has a, a full yard rushing per, yards per carry average more. But Stick does have double the touchdowns. And then you go to the running back. But then the running back and receiver position, Eastern Washington is really just far ahead in terms of yardage. But y- yards per carry, Bruce Anderson from North Dakota State gets seven and a half yards per carry. Sam McPherson gets 7.3. They're just really, really neck and neck in each category. Not that I'm not that that's that's interesting that especially seeing that we know that this is Eastern Washington's backup and yeah. he 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 they didn't have him play the first couple of games because of course you know they had their starter you know healthy for those first few games yeah where I mean it, it's kind of interesting to think about that then you know maybe yards per game or something of that nature you know to see how that would be different. Right, but of course I'm saying I'm saying that, and I'm almost to my computer, so this will work. <laughs> well, there you go. But like you said, just it being the backup, that's that's really the amazing story here. Is you know Eastern Washington having to go from their All-American quarterback to their backup, you know, really an unknown to most FDS fans, and then here he has, he's orchestrated one of the top, probably the top offense in the FCS, and has guided them to Frisco. And his numbers are right there with what many people consider the best quarterback in you know North Dakota State history, and so one of the, one of the top players in SCS history as well. But if you're looking for an advantage, I finally found one, and it's in the special teams. It's in the field goal kicking for North Dakota State. Cam Peterson, he's only made sixty percent of his field goals. He's eight of thirteen. Roldan Alcabendas for Eastern Washington. He's 15 of 15 on his field goal attempts. Both have a career long of 47. Now that stat can be a little miscued because you don't know, you know, the average yard attempt for each field goal kicker. But, but I'm sure North Coast State don't really need to sell for that many field goals anyway. But that's just an interesting stat to see. You know, North Coast State really a 60% field goal made completion. That's pretty poor for a team at North Coast State's caliber. Yeah, our Cam Peterson, he's, he's been on and off all of his career on whether he's going to make or miss it. So, not surprised his injury is Field goal percentages, 
consensus is 15 of 15. Then we go down. Second find these views. I can find Peterson. I tell you what he was where he at, but I can't find him listed. But he'd probably be in the lower half. Mm-hmm. And so what else do you guys see being crucial for this game? Um <clears throat> basically um everything I've said, it's gonna come down to the team that can get that key stop late in the game, I feel like. Cause I, I really have a hard time seeing this game being a blowout. If it is a blowout, it's obviously going to be in favor of North Dakota State, in my opinion. But I, I just have a hard time seeing this being too one-sided either way. Maybe it starts out early, but I feel like by the time the game is over, that it's just going to be a one-possession game. Uh, yeah. definitely hard fought. And I think it's going to be whoever can make a mistake. Is it going to be the veteran Easton Stick, or is it going to be the backup quarterback is he a true freshman? Is he? He is a true freshman. Yeah. Yeah. So you got true freshman Eric Barrier start the season as a backup quarterback. You know, senior Easton Stick. So who can? Who's going to crack under the pressure? Loops? Yeah, I agree. Who's going to be the one? That, whoever makes that first mistake will be crucial in this game. Yeah, Eastern Washington, no doubt, is going to have to play a near-perfect game. Yeah, actually, looking at this, it says Barrier is actually a sophomore. Oh, okay. See, what game is he? He played in a game last year. And now what game? Is this year he is 177 completions for 286 attempts. And he averages about 8 yards per play. That's pretty good. Who's here? Received and rushed and passed. Start last year was actually a win over University of North Dakota last year in November. So, 
Yeah. Never realized. And then I get up here and I just realize that my computer isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Haley article. He thinks another big, as I think as you, Dakota, said before, he thinks another big stat will be that turnover margin on who can make that first mistake. Yep. They both have a positive turnover margin this year. NDSU's is slightly more, but Eastern Washington's is really high, too. Let's see. Something I did not notice until reading this was that Eastern Washington, they've turned it over 21 times this year compared to NDSU's nine times. So I think that's going to be a huge factor if they, if NDSU can force Eastern Washington to turn the ball over, or either way, that would be a huge factor. I'm reading, they, the odds have slightly favored, has slightly gone up when we, from our last time we had talked, and that was two weeks ago. And he's now favored by 14.5 points going into this week. still there? Yeah. Alright. Wasn't sure if it was kind of silent on your guys' ends. I'm sorry. If I didn't have mute on my phone, A, you would have heard a barking dog, and B, <laughs> I've heard my wife asking me what time she wants to have dinner tomorrow night. So... <laughs> 630. But actually, uh, she's got to drop off the kids at 630, so it'll be 7. I uh, that works too. Yeah. Late dinner's always good. 
well, again, we don't have children to worry about tomorrow. So that'll, you know, late dinners alone with each other. Whoa, what the heck? That'll be quite the concept. Yeah. So do you have, do you have your computer pulled up yet, Jeff? Uh, yep, it's coming up now. So, let's just say off the top of your head, who do you think you players in this game? <laughs> well, yeah, I can't, I can't hit you with that right off. I, obviously, Easton Stick would come to my mind because, well, I mean, the quarterbacks. We'll just put it that way. Both have to yeah. have a successful play in order for. I mean, mm-hmm. that's almost like your "well, duh" statement. But you know, it really is. They both have to be able to, to get their offenses down the field. Um, yes. I think again, you got to. Hmm, I'm trying to think of the North Dakota State running backs. If they have a successful uh, day against the against the Eastern Washington defense, you know, yeah. I think you're looking at a really tough day. You it's, know, it's, it's going to be a hard day to, to be wearing red and black. Which, according to Chris Kleiman's press conference on Monday, his weekly press conference, he said, "We still don't know which quarterbacks or which running backs are going to be able to play and which ones aren't due to injuries." And there so you go. I mean, that's we, we won't know probably maybe until game time on whether Lance Dunn and Bruce Anderson are able to play or not. See and and. That's got to be hard. I mean, these guys have, have played, let's see, well, the season's, what, 11 games, and then they've played, this is their fourth playoff game? Uh, this I mean, is the, yeah, fourth. Yeah, I mean, that's almost like it's a pro season right there. Yeah. Which, I guess, Don, he practiced last week, so he should be good to go, they said, but. Anderson hasn't practiced, hadn't practiced as of Monday yet, so it's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. But I actually think on the defensive side for Eastern Washington, a key player for them will actually be, I think, uh, linebacker Kettner Cup, the brother, I believe, of former Eagles standout Cooper Cup. He's, okay. Because he. He's had 104 tackles this year, and five and a half of those are tackles for loss. So I think he could be a big factor for their defense. Well, and, you know, I'm just kind of looking here. I'm just taking a really quick view, but, hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm going to actually just stand if again I'm go, I'm just going to break it down to basics. If the defense can't hold can't hold Easton Stick to, I'm going to even say thirty points. You know. Yeah. You're looking at you're, you know, you're looking at another Bison win for sure, and I, I even want to go, you know. On the other side of the ball, you know, if if they can, if, if 
the Eastern Washington defense can make um, can make this a one-dimensional game. It, 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 I think in a way it just kind of tips things back in favor for Eastern Washington. Mm-hmm. I, I just I feel that if they can if they can somehow avoid the running backs, you know, the onslaught from the running backs. You know, we've had we've had games where where you've had a couple of Bisons who have scored, you know, with a hundred yards, or yeah. you know, been able to to, to really r- rack up the numbers. If, if those running backs, you know, go out there and just you know start racking up numbers, yeah, it's it's gonna as as Dakota said, it'll get ugly real quick. I agree there. If Eastern Washington's defense can keep in the game, that's going to be, and their offense is moving, that could be the breaking point for their for the Eagles to somehow win that game. Yeah, and I, and I can see that. So, I, I still, I think the running backs are going to be, are still going to be that key thing, you know, for tomorrow. Especially with the numbers that you guys were were, were bringing up earlier between you know, between the quarterbacks, I think. Oh, yeah. I think let's now take let's now take a look at how this is going to all break down, and you know, again, that if those running backs can be neutralized for Eastern Washington, I think we've got we've got quite the uh, the interesting story on our hands, you know, come the end of the game. The running uh, running back Sam McPherson for the Eagles to, let's say mm-hmm. under a hundred yards, then with that, their rushing defense then will be in good shape. He's their top running back this year. At a hundred and eighty six carries, thirteen hundred and fifty two yards and twelve touchdowns. So if we can stop him, I think at least. Stopping the rushing game would be in good shape there. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, think I'll it depends on how. That. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how much Eastern Washington does use, you know, Sam McPherson because, you know, first couple mm-hmm. of games of the playoffs, he did get over 20 carries in both games. But then the semifinal against Maine, which was their largest margin of victory so far, he only touched, the, he only carried the ball 12 times. So it's gonna be interesting yeah. to see how how much does Eastern Washington feed Sam McPherson. And I think it's just gonna depend on really just the pace of, of the game and what pace they want to play at and how much pressure they do want to put on Eric Barrier to throw the ball on North Dakota State's defense. Especially early. I wouldn't be surprised if they do feed uh McPherson a really a heavy heavy load like the first quarter just to a little jabs at the North Coast State defense before really trusting Eric Barry. Not saying he's not capable, but you know him being a backup quarterback yeah. sophomore. Now you don't want to play too timid in a national championship game, but no. But like uh, I'm reading this here, it's called a College Sports Journal. They had a preview for this game, and one of the guys that wrote it said that not Barry, um, McPherson had. Three of his last four games, he's at over 100 rushing yards. So that's three of the four playoff games that he's, I believe, 
four. Oh, two. Yeah, no, two of the three playoff games, he's had over 100-plus rushing yards in a, the game. Who are some other players you guys see in this game? Defensive back Robbie Grimsley, six interceptions mm-hmm. on the season. That's good for like top fifteen in the country. But anyway, that's going to be you know we talk about Barry A being a sophomore quarterback doesn't have the experience in this type of environment. So if North Dakota State is going to get to him, get him, you know, in some some bad decisions, get that pass rush on him. Robbie Grimsley's going to be the guy that's going to be looking, you know, to intercept a couple of those passes and give mm-hmm. North Dakota State a short field for the veteran Easton Sick and Bruce Anderson. Yeah, I agree with you there. He he's a huge actor on the issue defense as a safety. But. I'm actually going to. I'm going to always use the code out because I'm never on the other side of the ball. Or, fan for him. Uh, I can't speak. I'm going to go with linebacker, sophomore at Dakota State. Oh, what's his name? Jabril Cox. He's only a sophomore. He, he can play like he's more experienced than just a sophomore. Because, see, he has. What does it say? He's got 88 tackles, four sacks, four interceptions. I believe at least two of those, if not more, of those interceptions are for pick sixes. It's at least two or three of those. And he's got nine and a half tackles for loss. So he's a huge fat in that linebacker set for NDSU. He's had two pick sixes, is what it is. So he's gonna be a huge factor. Um. 
All right. Sorry about that, guys. All some something came to my attention. I had to to go ahead and address that real quick. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. We're just talking more about key players in this game. Okay. So far, we've mentioned two buys in that strong safety, Robbie Grimsley, and linebacker Jabril Cox. Okay. Just to, not, I don't want to go too far away from the subject, but just another um, kind of advantage you really got to dig deep for because that's just what you got to do, you know, when these two teams are so easily matched, you got to dig really deep. Third down conversion on defense, North Dakota State is only allowing their opponents to complete on third down 29%. But then you go in Eastern Washington, you were talking about their defense, how much it's improved and all that. But their third down defense is 69th in the country, and they're, you know, getting over first down 30% of the time. So that's you know that's another thing to look forward to. So look you know look for for a mm-hmm. potential advantage to see is who can get off the field on third down. Who's going to prevent oh, yeah. their opponent from extending drives? All that because then on third down offense, Eastern Washington is up there. You know they're seventeenth in the country. You know they convert forty four percent of the time. Yeah, I agree with you so, there. That's huge. And North Dakota State's offense is also up there in the top four. They're number four in the country. They're over 50% of the time, at 51%, they get a first down on third down. Now I'd like to see the numbers at average third down face, but still just, you know, looking at it from what it is. Yeah, you, know, you got North Dakota State who's in the top tier on defense and offense on third down. Eastern Washington is only up there on offense, but they're close to the bottom. They're about below average on the defensive side. So it's going to be interesting to see if that plays a factor. Yeah, I, I could see that being a huge factor, is that third down conversions. Okay, another factor I could see is this is this championship previous who is that he sees if NDSU's line, uh, offensive line is really strong and plays really well, because that they have one of the. He says they have one of the best offensive lines in the country. What would you guys say are keys for each team to winning this game? 
I'm sorry. Yeah. Can you repeat that? I said, what, what could you guys... Well, he's asking what our keys are. Uh, um, keys, keys to look at to win. You know, and, and I'm sorry, I've been cutting in and out here for the last, you know, about 20 minutes. I, you know, I think turnovers, you know, if the Bison can, 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 can you know, get a couple interceptions or... If uh, if the Eagles defense can can you know force some turnovers either on the ground or in the air, I think that, mm-hmm. that, that that's going to be a big deal right there. Um, I mean, as as Dakota just said, you got to you got to dig really to to find differences in these two teams, and and it's going to be a good game, I think, in that respect. But I just I'm I'm looking here at at, at all these stats, and, and 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 he's right. I mean. And of course, Dakota, you're probably one of the better stats people that I've ever I've ever had a chance to you know discuss football with. But you know, you really have to to dig deep to find to find these differences. Oh, yeah. It's going to be really hard for these teams to to be able to to crack the armor of the other. Yeah, I agree. Turnovers will be a huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is one of those games where it's like I just, I just don't see uh, one team really getting too far ahead of the other. Even if Eastern Washington struggles, I feel like they can make more of the state struggle and vice versa. Um, I feel like the second half is going to have a lot more action than the first half. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting mm-hmm. to see how like, – not to get too repetitive, but how much Eastern Washington relies on Barrier to throw the ball, how many attempts he's going to end up having, how many how many, times, how many touches they're going to give McPherson. And then, you know, on third down, which team can get off the field and prevent those long, time-consuming drives. Because North Dakota State is able, to do what they, is able to do what they want to do and just pound the ball with Bruce Anderson and, in their case, hopefully Lance Dunn. You know, it's going to be a long day for the Eastern Washington defense. No matter how good of a defense you are, you know, if you can't get off the field, you're going to be wore out by the third quarter. So Eastern Washington, if they want a chance to win this game, they're going to need to get off the field on third down. They're going to have to play a near-perfect game, no turnovers. You know, get in the end zone, don't suffer field goals. And on defense, get off the field, limit, Mm -hmm. you know, Eastern Sticks time to change the game. Because he's been there, he's done that. You know, you got the veteran leader in Easton Stick. You got the backup sophomore in there, Barrier, um, taking over for the All-American. So, even though Eastern Washington has impressed thus far, you know, Barrier has not been on the stage of this magnitude as of yet. So, it's going to be interesting if they start out with some quick slants or some screens to get him going early. You know, we really don't rely on him to throw down the field that much early. Um, but, yeah, if you're Eastern Washington, you got to play a near-perfect game to be North Coast State, force a couple of turnovers, get off the field on third down, and then make your field goals if you have to set up for them, and hopefully get North Coast State in some long field goal tries because, as we already pointed out, you know, their kicker has struggled from the from, you know, field goal, on field goal attempts. Um, I agree. He's only made two over 40 yards this season. So, you know, don't let them in the red zone. Make them 
attempt field goals and maybe cause them to panic a little bit and try to go for some fourth and longs because they know that, you know, the field goal play is too risky. That's what Eastern Washington has to do, in my opinion, to win this game. But I think they're more than capable of winning this game, as also. Yeah, Cam Peterson, he's made two of six from four, no, two of seven from 40 plus this year. So if you get him in that 40 yard range, 40 yard range, there's a good chance he'll miss. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I'm sitting here thinking, just let's let's go to the intangibles here. You've got Eastern Washington. Nobody, I shouldn't say nobody's, but but not many people are picking Eastern Washington in this game. So they have nothing to lose. No. And this is the last. This is the last game of the of you know of. North Dakota, and now I'm, I'm thinking of, of, of a name, and I know it's not right, but this is the last game for the North Dakota State coach before he leaves for Kansas State. Yeah. You know, and for the 25, 24, 25 seasons. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you just look at what these what these guys have to play for. I mean, of course, it's a national championship on the line. That again, there's a lot of things I've said here tonight that are going well, duh. But you know, <laughs> it's a national championship here. But you know, you just look at okay, North Dakota wants to win this for their coach. Eastern Washington just wants to tell people, hey, you know what, we belong here. You know, a lot of people are, are kind of writing them off already, and they're going, no, 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 let's 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 not. You know, the tail of the tape is going to come at the end of the sixty minutes. It's not going to come, you know, in, in paper. You know, ahead of the game. This game's played on paper. Well, heck, let's just. Why are both teams there? You know, they're they're, they're looking to, Yeah, they're looking to to go ahead out to Toyota. Toyota Stadium there and, and make sure that everybody goes, well, okay. Yes, they did belong here, and well, there they go. So, it, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how, how this all uh, this all plays out, you know, just in in that aspect as well, because they, they want to win this for their coach, too. But especially seeing, again, they're missing their starting quarterback, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was that defensive tackle that you, that you said may not be playing. They want to win in spite of all these things. Oh yeah, they do. And and despite of all that North Dakota State history. Oh yeah. They want to win because an interesting fact, interesting stat note that I was talking with Kyler this week and he was telling me. He's lost in Frisco. So neither team wants to lose that undefeated in Frisco stat there. Well, another thing to look on their history is North Dakota State all-time in the playoffs of, of FCS is 31-2, and two, which is just insane mm-hmm. in, its own, in its own right. But the first team to give them their loss was Eastern Washington, and that is the only time these two teams have met in the playoffs was the 2010 quarterfinals in Cheney 
when Eastern Washington won in overtime, 38-31 after Brock Jensen fumbled. Yeah. So. Well, I I do remember people throwing around another stat, you know, earlier this year. North Dakota's never won the national championship when they've been undefeated. Nope, right. not true. That's not we true. In, we won it back in 2013. We were undefeated. Okay. The year we Kansas State, we went out and beat Towson in the championship. So this this would be our second season where we've won undefeated. Okay. Well, I sit corrected then. And another unique thing about that is that's all, that year we also lost 24-plus seniors and a head coach. So, here's the size of All right, we got about five and a half minutes left. Do you guys want to do some predictions for this game? Yes. I'm ready. Anyone specific want to start it off? I think we probably all agree that this is, well, I shouldn't. I, I'm not going to put words in your guys' mouth. <laughs> Good. I don't want it. Who's the winner? Let's, let's just start there. Who's the winner? <laughs> Well, I'm just going to say this partially because I am partially biased here, but I'm going to say just because that's where I'm going to school next year, I'm going to say my bias didn't pull it off. And if you say partially biased, that's kind of like we're we're partially breathing oxygen. I'm just saying. It's true. We're breathing oxygen and air mixed. This is true. We can't breathe pure oxygen. I get that. But all right. <laughs> and, and 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 the atmosphere is made up of forty percent nitrogen. I get it. But all right. Nerd. You... <laughs> are you are you talking to me? <laughs> I didn't say who. I'm just, you know, <clears throat> guilty dog barks first. And there goes the dog barking in the background. Um, <laughs> Dakota, who's, who's your winner? Uh, yeah, someone's got to believe in them. I'm wearing red. I got a red blanket over me. Eastern Washington. Go Eagles. <laughs> there you go. I, I'm going to go North Dakota State on this one. You know, I, I still think that the, that the Eagles are going to make this a great game. Maybe even one for the ages. But I still think, you know, all that, all that, you know, all that is North Dakota State football is going to pull this out, and I, I still, I, I don't think that 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 the Bison will cover the spread. You know, I, I was thinking that a couple of weeks ago. I just don't think, I don't think they're going to cover that spread. I think it'll be Bison. And I think I'm gonna, I'm just going to say it's going to be by by ten. What is the spread? I haven't seen it. Thirteen. Hey. Ooh. <laughs> Take the points. Um, 
I don't know if I'm just, I know I'm going with my heart over my gut here picking Eastern Washington, but I don't know if I'm just hyping this game up too much. I think this is going to be one of the better national championship games we've seen. All right, this is the best possible matchup we could have had, especially with you know like James Madison having really a down year and it's really no consensus. Number two, South Dakota State was inconsistent. So I think mm-hmm. these two teams meeting is the best thing that could have happened for the SCS, just in terms of the um, what's the word the just a chance that you're going to get a great game, and I think we are going to be in store for a really great instant classic on Saturday. You know, whoever wins or loses, I think you know it's just you know whoever wins or loses, you know they earned it, and I think it's just going to represent the SCS, you know as they should. And it's going to be a just a great uh, football game. I just wish it went at, you know, 12 o'clock here, 11 a.m. Central time. Yeah. Warm it might be the warmest FCS championship game this decade at a high of 60. Not in Frisco. Is it supposed to rain or not? I haven't looked at it. Texas has had an rain. awful lot of rain this year. Oh, yeah. Heard it's pretty wet down there. All right. You're going to cut off a couple minutes early, guys? Hold on just a second. Now now you've made me want to know what the Frisco, Texas weather forecast is for Saturday. Just a second here. High of 63. Sunny sunny with a high of 62. Calm winds becoming south around 5 miles an hour in the afternoon. I mean, wind's not going to really be a factor. It's almost going to be like they're playing in the dome. So yeah, yeah. Tomorrow's basically mm-hmm. the same as well. So there ain't gonna be no carryover rain or anything. Friday's supposed to be sunny. Saturday's sunny. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be an interesting game for sure. Hmm. So. All right, guys. Right, Thirty-three well, seconds left. Tune in. I believe Saturday. Don't have a time yet, but we will be doing a Facebook Live pregame show, I believe we decided we wanted to do. Yep. For the championship yep. games of team group. And we will have that. So have a good 34, night. 34-27, Eastern All right. Washington. All right, have a good night, guys. All right, All right, you too. Good night. Take it easy.